You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. And we are back on the Best in the World Sports Report. It's your boy, John Brown. Javon Alford from Total Sports Live back once again. Excited because come Sunday, we're going to watch the Super Bowl. We were going to watch it anyway. You know, I mean... Let's be real. We were going to watch the Super Bowl anyway. Oh, Everyone yeah. watches the Everybody Super Bowl. Everybody does. But for the first time in a long time, my friend. 13 years. 13 years. Now, where were you 13 years ago? Like middle school or something? Yeah. Yeah, I hate you. So, I, 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 was, I was a grown-ass man 13 years ago. I was, I was still grown. But I'm just, now I'm just older. Yeah. But nonetheless, we in the Super Bowl. Yeah. We playing. Yeah. We going to be there on Sunday. Well, not there well, yeah no we're gonna be here yeah back in, the city. in, in, yes. in, in philly but they're there mm-hmm. we'll be watching them and we're excited yes we are all right look this is big right here. all right this is a big guest right here now i must admit this man had asked me he had asked me a couple of months ago hey man when can i get on the best in the world sports report and that stood out to me because not a lot of people ask me when they're going to be on the best in the world sports report it's usually me saying hey man please come on the best in the world sports report <laughs> all right but i was saving it because this is a big this is a big guest all right yes, that's why you get the big leading this is a big get for us okay a big get for a big game now i was holding on to this i was going to hold on to it for a big game and i was going to hold on to it for the dallas game i'm like okay dallas at the end of the season it's going to be big I'm gonna bring this man on for this week mm-hmm. for, for the Dallas game, and then lo and behold, the Eagles go out there and just wipe up the whole division, and that Dallas game doesn't mean anything. Exactly. So then, you know, I was like, all right, well, when can I get him on? Mm-hmm. Now our team is in the Super Bowl, so now, now is a time as good a time as any for me to once again jump into the mental roller, you know, the roller decks of close personal friends. Yes. There it is. It's all my pages of close personal friends right there. All the people I know who love me, who want to be down with me. All right. I went out and got my main man from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Ellis is on the line with us today. Rob, what's going on, my friend? I, first of all, I love the old school Rolodex. Yes. I, I love that you're, you're just not in your contacts and your phone, man. No. You, you got the paper. You're flicking that thing. That's what it's all about. Uh, I, I, last week, I, I kid you not, I was having a conversation with Jeff Mosher, and he mm-hmm. had he had a phone number that he wanted to give me, and I pulled out a pad and some paper to write it down, and he literally looked at me like I lost my mind. Like I, <laughs> I might as well have pull, pulled out a Rosetta Stone or something. Or something or, like an antenna uh, on your TV or something yeah, from back he, in the day. I mean, right? he, he really looked at me like, he's like, I was just going to text you the number. I was, I'm sitting there with a pad and pencil, you know, paper in my hand. Should have pulled out the PDA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, a Palm Pilot. Yeah, or, yeah. Palm Pilot. That's what I should have done. Yeah, exactly. I respect Look, that, man. I respect, I, I, you know, I, 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 to me, that's what it's all about, dude. The fact that you're not afraid. To still rock that man, I, I love it. Let me let me tell you something. Now I've worked with I've worked with Rob for a long time at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Now I'm not there as much as I used to be, but people when people ask me what do I miss the most about them, mm-hmm. I miss that big drawer in the front of their newsroom with all the little uh, notepads because <laughs> I used to just stack up on it. You, you're looking. Javon is in my is is in my office right now, and he's look. I got a big stack of them that I I mean, I miss that. And the next time I'm in, 
I do plan on grabbing me about eight or nine of them before I Amen. Before I hey, hey, dude, that's that's one of the perks, man. That's exactly. one of the perks. Hey, John, by the way, you'll appreciate this. John mm-hmm. and I, you know, worked together on Breakfast on Broad for for uh, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was one year ago today. That oh we boy, got... yeah. <laughs> one year ago today to the day, because now we we're got si- the axe. Now yeah. we're now we're just sitting up there like, wow, man, the Eagles are the Super Bowl. I really wish there was a live show or television <laughs> every morning to talk about it. Uh, oh well, timing and li- timing and life is everything. Like yeah, that. yeah, but I did get to work with some great yeah. people like my man Rob, who's now on the podcast with us, man. Dude, I'm thr- I was starting to get nervous. I, I, I got, I'm telling John, I was begging John. I'm like, dude, when can I come on? When can I come on? I was starting to get nervous, man. So I finally. I was holding on Finally, to this. This, 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 shot, this, 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 this was my ace right here. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm not like, look, I'm not going to bring out a Rob Ellis to talk about like the Cardinals or, no. or the, or the bears, no. you know, no, no. It's like, this, this has to be big, you know, only, a, only a game, the magnitude of the Super Bowl could warrant a Rob Ellis on this show. You're damn right, John. Exactly, You're damn exactly, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Rob. Let's get let's get into it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's do it. As as the fans, as fans of this team in this city, mm-hmm. there's a sentiment going around. I mean, people really, really do, legitimately believe that the Eagles can win this game. Like this is a winnable game. Do you agree right. with that sentiment? I do. I, I, you know, what's funny, John, there, there, and I, and I include myself. So when I say they, I mean mm-hmm. me too. Right. Yes. Yep. But I think the fans in this city are far more confident heading into a game against Brady and Belichick and their five rings than they were against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You know, in, you... in the first playoff game. And it's, you know what, you know what it is? It's Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles, Nick Foles. That's what it's all about. What, what, see, Javon is, he, he he's smirking at me right now because I will admit, and I have to admit, I can't I can't help but to be honest because mm-hmm. I had my doubts about Nick Foles going into the playoffs. I was me somebody too, my ex- man. Exactly, me too. I was somebody. I watched those last two weeks of the season, and then just given the last two years of Nick Foles' career, his post twenty seven and two career, I was afraid. I was worried. I had concerns. I had doubts. I had whatever you want, goosebumps, you know, <laughs> whatever. I had them. Mm-hmm. And I will admit, you know, I feel a whole lot. I, I feel a lot more comfortable about Nick going into this season. So let me ask you, do you feel like Nick Foles has to emulate what he did in the previous two weeks for the, uh, for the Eagles to pull out a victory? I think he's got to be more of the Nick Foles Vikings game than the Nick Foles Atlanta game. Not that he was terrible in the Atlanta game. He wasn't. He, he did the job. You know, he got a little bit of a break when that ball went off of Neil's knee, that's for sure. But he's got to be more of the Vikings guy. And look, the key here, let's not kid ourselves. Don't turn it over, man. You, you look at the Eagles and you look at the Eagles in some of these big games, and, and let's just go back to 13 years ago. They turned the ball over four times. If he doesn't turn the ball over and he lets this defense which, you know, finally is getting the recognition it deserves. But he lets this defense do what they do. They're going to be fine in this game. It's don't turn it over, lean on Jay, Ajayi, Blunt, Clement, whatever. But Nick, Nick's got to be a little bit more than a manager, guys, but he doesn't have to be spectacular. He doesn't have to light the world on fire. He just has to be good. So for, for you, you know, now, now that you're on board, what, what was it that won you over about Nick Foles in this 
this campaign? Was it the Atlanta game? Was it the Minnesota game? Like, when did you start to say, hey, you know what? Not only can this team win a championship, but this is the guy who can win it for us this season. You know what it is, John? I think more than anything else, he's streaky. Okay, and and no, nothing represents that better than 2013 when he goes 27 and two. So when he's stealing it and he's got confidence going, he can be a very effective and good quarterback. When it's going bad, it can look as ugly as any quarterback in the NFL. And right now, and as we talked about earlier. Timing in life is everything, and he's hot right now. And I don't – you know, he's he's this sort of weird, oblivious kind of guy where I don't think he's going to be swallowed up by the moment. Like, I don't think he's going to get that Super Bowl-itis that we've seen other guys have. And, I, and part of that is him, and part of that is the way this coach has handled everything from Jump Street. I mean, he's handled this perfectly. You see this stuff, whether it's the dog mask or Fletcher Cox with a wrestling mat, uh, mask on today. These dudes are loose. And I think it's contagious around the team, and I don't, I don't see them coming out. You know, we've seen teams before. If you want to go back a hundred years ago, the Eagles under Vermeil were a were a tight team. I don't mm-hmm. think this team's going to be tight on Sunday, and I think that's a really big component of this. But to answer your question, long story short, uh, he's streaky. Number one, and number two, maybe it was just the fact that those games didn't mean a ton. It was freezing cold. They're not going to deal with that in the dome. Maybe he doesn't respond all that well in bitter cold. You know, I look, there's a lot of things you can put together, but, you know, the one constant other than that Giants game in New York is this defense delivers every single week. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. This de- this defense is a beast. And they have they have a they have an opportunity. I mean, to they have an opportunity to win it all. Mm-hmm. There's an opportunity here to win it all. But standing across from them is the team the team of the millennium. You know, this guy with five rings, uh, you know, a, a coach with five rings, arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time. You got a quarterback who's arguably, arguably the greatest of all time. If he's not the greatest, he's the guy sitting next to the greatest. At worst, he's the guy sitting next to the guy sitting next to the greatest. But nonetheless, that is still a, a, a tall task. Mm-hmm. A very tall task. What does this defense have to do to to stop Tom Brady? What do they have to do to, to get to him and to help bring a victory home to Philadelphia? John, they got to hit him. Yeah. They got to hit him, and they got to make him uncomfortable. He's not a guy you know, as great as Tom Brady is. He's got incredible pocket mobility. He's great at that one sidestep, deliver the ball. That's what he does better than anything else. But if you can hit him and force him out of the pocket, he's not great on the run. So, and, and here's the thing. Look, the Eagles' defensive line is going to win most matchups, period. But I don't love this Patriots' offensive line. I think that's where the game is won. The Eagles up front, whether it's Fletcher Cox, Jernigan, uh, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Chris Long, who's come up so big for him. Whatever, Vinnie Curry, who, who's had a really nice sort of bounce-back year. Mm-hmm. That defensive line, to me, is where the game's won. And, you know, look, certainly on the, on the other side, the Eagles' offensive line is playing unbelievable. But I think it's the Eagles' D-line that wins in this game. Hit Brady, pressure him, force him into a mistake here and there. I mean, look, we know what you, you know what you're dealing with with this guy. And, and the last thing you want is to be up, you know, a point or two, and he's got the ball with two minutes left. That's death. But if you can get to him early and force him into mistakes, get him pissed off at his offensive lineman where he's yelling at them, that's what has to happen in this game. See, that's what I'm talking about. You, you, I, I'm, 
Javon, I'm looking at you right now. Can, and you're getting hyped. You, you, you're getting hyped up I because do. you're ready for Sunday. You're, I, you're hearing this stuff. And you're hearing Rob Ellis drop this knowledge on us. And, you know. It's good knowledge. It is good knowledge. It's very good knowledge. Can't get it nowhere else. Can't get it. No, well, I mean, you can get it on NBC Sports Philadelphia. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you can get it with us, though. And that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. Rob, listen. Let's uh, turn to the coach real quick and the job that he's done. Because what amazes me is the fact that this team is where they are now. It's not just the fact that, you know, the overcoming the injuries, because that's major. And having this team in adopt the mentality, that, that whole next man up mentality. But we were ready to run this man out of town week two. We, you know, they lost to Kansas City. And there were people calling for this man's job. Was you? Was it me? No, I can't think that far back. But pretty, I'm I'm pretty sure it was. I'm, I'm you know I'm not gonna you know confirm or deny that. Yeah, it was. But um, but nonetheless, but now this man has his team you know on the cusp of doing something that this team has never done and win a win a Super Bowl. We have NFL championships. That's a, that's an argument for another day. We have NFL <laughs> championships, but we've never won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, can you speak to the job that he has done so far this year and really winning, you know, turning things around? Yeah, I mean, think, let's let's take it back two years ago, right? And, John, we're doing the show together in the last year of Chip Kelly and what a disaster that was and how fragmented the locker room yeah. was and how much the, the players had had it with this guy. And then when Jeffrey Lurie stands up there after he introduces him and, and, and throws out a term like emotional intelligence, and we're all kind of giggling under our breath saying, mm -hmm. okay, man, give me a break. You know, all those kind of things. You look back at it now, and, and kudos to, to Lurie, kudos to Roseman, Joe Douglas, whoever you want to give it to. Mm -hmm. They saw something in this guy that not a lot of people saw. And I will tell you this, if you look at the job overall that he's done, combination of having this team ready every week even though they lost that kansas city game your reference they lost the seattle game right they you know they mm -hmm. were kind of ugly at the end but we all know kind of who cares mm -hmm. there wasn't a game that this team didn't show up for they may have lost a couple mm -hmm. but there wasn't a game they didn't show up for that to me is a credit to coach number one number two he he has been a gutsy ballsy go for it guy the whole season and he hasn't backed off once and i don't believe he backs off in this game so you take a couple of those factors, and then you throw in something that you and you just mentioned, and you can't gloss over it. When you lose your starting quarterback, who was going to be, and in my opinion, should still be the MVP. Mm -hmm. When you lose your middle linebacker, who's a beast, even though we can't stay healthy, in Jordan Hicks. You lose a Hall of Fame left tackle in Jason Peters. You lose your starting kicker. You lose one of your arguably your best special teams guy in Maragos, Darren Sproles. You lose that litany of people and has this team on the cusp of the Super Bowl, to me, this is as good a job as any Eagles coach has ever done any year, ever. See, you ask this man a question, mm -hmm. and he'll drop this knowledge on you. Yes. And he'll get you just swept up. That's This is what I – Rob Ellis talks like this all the time. Yeah, I feel like, you're, right? I feel like you're about to ready to run through <laughs> like, a wall like, right really, now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, th these are conversations I've had with Rob Ellis in, like, like – in the green room while he's putting on his makeup or something at the coffee machine at the water fountain whatever that's what we doing that's what we're doing and the thing about it is what what makes rob so passionate is that he is a fan he's from the area yeah. like us you know what i mean so let me speak let me ask you a few questions about just being a fan like sure. rob now i know because you know i i know because i know you but where were you in 2004 when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl? 
I'll give you a great story. So mm-hmm. at that time, I was working as a producer for then Comcast Sportsnet, now mm-hmm. NBC Sports Philadelphia, right? And I was producing a show called Daily News Live, which is now Philly Sports Talk, all mm-hmm. right? So I went down oh, eight days prior to the Super Bowl in Jacksonville. I was down there on that Saturday, the previous Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. So we did shows down there the whole week. The amazing, I'll tell you the most amazing thing, guys. So the first, I'd say from Saturday to Thursday, you, you couldn't find a Patriots fan. I'm yeah. telling you, man, oh, it, yeah. it was Eagle Central right down there. So e- the Eagles fans dominated down there. So here's the cool thing. So we're, we worked all week, and my I was down there, like I said, early, but my dad and my uncles ended up getting tickets and getting and driving down there. So And he, they got a ticket from me. So I watched the first three quarters of the game in, in a seat next to my dad. Mm-hmm. And then, I, because I had to work, I watched the fourth quarter on the field. And if you if you real if you really do like as a Bruder tape of the Greg Lewis touchdown that, mm-hmm. that uh, Donnie Mack throws to him, I'm I'm you can see me in the frame of the shot. I'm in like the back of the end zone in the corner. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where I was. But I'll tell you that you know as cool as that whole experience was, it was awesome watching with my dad and all that. But the worst part was when that freaking confetti was coming down, oh, and I got to walk off the field knowing my team lost and they lost the way that they did. Forget about Donovan throwing mm-hmm. up and all that all that stuff. I'm talking about the way that Andy Reid handled the clock in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I never was one like, ah, it'll be back next year. Don't worry about it. I don't take things like that for granted. Mm-hmm. I get too many Philadelphia sports scars. Yeah. So I walked off that field, man, bummed. And that's why this has been so great this year because it's so unexpected. And, like, it came out of nowhere. That team, it was like, oh, finally they got there. They mm-hmm. need to do this now. This team's been like a pleasant surprise the whole yeah. time, which has made it such a fresh feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we've we've talked about that on this podcast a couple of times. Yes. And because I I had fought for a long time the whole comparison to two thousand and four. Like I think we we make the comparisons now because we're talking Super Bowl. Now that mm-hmm. we're at the Super Bowl, now it's time for the O four comparisons. Yeah. But for me, I always compared this to the two thousand team. Yeah, you know that 2000 team, which was at the very beginning of the run, mm-hmm. where it's like, now I, I will admit I was a little, you know, I, I was naive in 2000. You know, I'm, I'm I was pretty much your Jamal. I was your age in 2000. In 2000, so I'm thinking, you know what? All right, this team is good. They got a young quarterback. They've locked most of their young players up for for a lot of uh, a lot of years. That's when Joe Banner was out there locking down players young to to contracts that they realized were bad, like years like right, years down years the line. Now. They didn't they didn't know better, so they just like so he, they were just signing deals, thinking they was getting rich. And I'm just thinking, all right, this team's just going to be great, right? Because I was in 2000. I'm living in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I'm living in Baltimore. I watched Bal- the Baltimore Ravens, a team that didn't even exist. A couple of years ago, yeah. you know, you know, that, that was a, a whole nother, a team that was a whole nother team a couple of years back. Right. Is now yeah. winning a Super Bowl. But I'm thinking at that point. Ours is coming. Mm-hmm. So when 2004 comes, you know, I'm just like, all right, here, here's our moment. And it, it, it wasn't. But now you know how I feel. I understand. Well, look, man, things are going to change. Things are going to change. But, Rob, I bring you back into this conversation because I know you deal with the fans every day. You know, you deal, mm-hmm. you're you talking to fans, you're interacting with fans. And we know that they're ready. But, you know, you talked about why you believe this team can win. 
Do you feel like your confidence in this team, your personal level of confidence in this team, does it differ from the fans, or do you think it's pretty much, you know, you're pretty much all on the same page? Uh, you know, you know, John, it's interesting because I, you know, I consider myself I, I, like I, I'm someone who really tries to be objective, even though I, I, I you know, I came to this mm. by being a fan, right? I, yeah. I, I, ne- I always acknowledge that. So I, I, it's I, I always try to step outside of myself for a minute if I'm feeling a certain way and say, all right, why am I feeling that way? Am I feeling that way because I grew up here? Am I feeling that way because I'm a fan of the team? Or is this really what my gut is telling me? And I, it, look, I've done the, the sort of uh, you know self-reflect thing, and I truly do believe that this team is the Eagles are going to win, and it's not because I'm a fan. I just think it's destined, man, and I think it's the perfect cap to this season to play this team to avenge what went down in in 05. I, I I truly believe it's fate. I do, and I and I think it's just one of these crazy circumstances where almost every button that Howie Roseman in the front office pushed has worked. Think about it, man. Mm-hmm. Think about Jay Ajayi. Think about the way that Alshon Jeffrey has really come on. Mm-hmm. Think about getting Foles as an insurance policy. I mean, we could go on and on and on about the moves that they made. Ronald Darby, right, you know, in, in camp, now all of a sudden has is, is got his feet under him. Almost every button they pushed is right, and, and that doesn't happen often, man. No, no, and, you know, and let's not lose sight of the, of the team that they beat to, got here, to, to get there. Like, that Minnesota team, from a defensive standpoint, had ridiculous mm-hmm. numbers, mm-hmm. and they took them apart, man. So, I, look, I, I just think that there, there's just there's too much going on here to not believe. I believe. It's about time. Uh, no, what do you mean? It's about time. I always <laughs> lead. I just didn't want to think about it. I was yeah, I was because nervous. I told you not to think about it. I understand. I tried to keep you very just yeah. in the moment. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, you you kept you kept me grounded. You know, yes. you kept me at a level head. Because when they were like nine and one, eight and one, you was already. I, oh man, I had my. Oh man, I, I had the I had the road trip planned. Yep, I was on AAA. <laughs> I I took it old school. I didn't even do MapQuest or Google Maps. I had an old school map with a highlighter. <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna you take a compass a, out. Yeah. Exactly, I had a compass. <laughs> I was out there. I'm looking at the clouds, trying to figure out how to do this. Picked up your atlas. Yeah, I had my atlas and everything. You know. <laughs> There's highways that uh, don't even exist, <laughs> but, 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 but nonetheless, uh, I actually, actually, uh, I did a, I did a, did a guest appearance on another podcast earlier in the, uh, earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And they asked me, they asked me how fans would react if we weren't, if we were to lose this game, would Philadelphia fans be devastating? And I talked about it. I didn't, I don't think so. I, I like, I, I think fans would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But not de- devastated. I think it all falls down falls down to how if they were to lose, it would fall down to how, how they, they lost. lost. Yeah, exactly. They come out and just look like they don't belong on the same field with the uh, right. with the Patriots. That would be devastating. But if it's a hard, you know, you know, a hard fought game and it just doesn't end up our way, that would be disappointing. But it wouldn't be devastating. No, do, do you I agree? Got, I gotta disagree with that. Okay. Because, all right, so if they're, like, not in the game and they're, like, getting blown out, then you probably say, all right. Like, you can – you'll be angry about it, but it's like, okay, your anger will, like, mm-hmm. continue to, like, dissipate as the game goes on because you're just like, all right, it is what it is. But if they lose, like, we're talking, like, last two minutes of the game or if we're, they, well, look, we're talking, they, like, well, some well, Michael they, Butler interception on the goal line or something right, like yeah, that, that, like, that would, you're going to be devastated. Yeah, oh, all right. Well, I mean, if they – You're going to be up if all they, night – if, thinking if, and thinking if it was, about what happened. If it was Minnesota 
New yeah. Orleans Part Two. Oh, that would yeah. be devastating. Oh yeah. Or or Kevin Dyson. Oh come on, man. I'm Don't telling. Talk. I'm telling. You. All right. See now, see now you just brought me down. <laughs> that, that that wasn't the point of the question. I'm just telling. That's not you. what I was going with that, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you. There's two different ways how this could happen. The more devastating loss would be a close moment, games winding down. Brady's on a, one of those game winning drive type of moments. Mm-hmm. That'd be devastating because right. it's like you were there. You know, I, and it just I might have to I might have to call them back and be like, you know what? I would be. I, I told I told them I wouldn't be devastated. Now you, I can't think of a. I would be devastated. You know what? You're you're you're. I was wrong. My bad. Didn't, I, I, didn't take much. Didn't take much to sway him. Exactly. <laughs> that, that that's that that's that's me. I, I admit that. We talked about that at work today. What uh, about if like those two scenarios? Mm-hmm. If they were to lose, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I. I, I I don't want to talk. Uh, you know, see, he's just wrong with everything. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> see, I should have kept it positive. I, I, you know what? I should I just should have kept it positive. But Rob, let me let me let me pose that question to you. Mm-hmm. If they were if they were unable to pull it out, would you would you find that devastating or just disappointing? See, I, I think you guys laid out a couple scenarios. Let, let me just hit one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's if it's Brady driving down the field and beat you, it's going to hurt bad. But I mean, what else is new, right? I mean, it, this seems to be every time. This guy's done That'll be the sixth time he's done it. I can sort of live with that a little bit more. If it's one of these deals where Foles throws a bad pick or something like that, then maybe it's devastation if you're in, like, field goal range to win mm-hmm. the game. That's devastation. Mm-hmm. But I think bigger picture, yeah, you're going to be hurting for a little while. But you still have the MVP who's going to be back next year, and I think he's going to be fine. I think he'll be ready for the regular season. They're, they're young in most places. I know Peters wants to come back. He's a little bit up there. Chris Long's a little up there. But for the most part, this is a young team. I, I do think the future's bright, man. I really, really, I truly believe that. You've got a, you know, a young coach who these guys really like playing for. I think they're going to be okay. Any, any way you slice it, if you lose a Super Bowl, man, you're going to be hurting bad. But I, I think if you lose to Brady, it's it's kind of like, oh, man, this sucks, but he does it to everybody. Yeah, I understand. I understand. All right, finally, before we let you get out, before we let you go, I got to get – this is the question I've been asking all the Philly people that I've had on, on the show. This is my dream. Rob, I need you on board with this. Mm-hmm. If there is a Super Bowl parade – that parade must go the full length of Broad Street. I want the parade to start at Sheltonham Avenue and go all the way down Broad Street. It goes from Shelt. Don't don't. They might don't, have to actually. exactly. Don't <laughs> cheat the city and start at Market Street. You started Sheltonham Avenue. Now I talked to Anthony Gilbert. Anthony Gilbert says this parade should start at three oh nine. And go down. <laughs> all right. Just start at 309, go down Sheltonham Avenue, then turn up Broad Street. But I'm saying, okay, I'll you know, I, I will con- I will concede Montgomery County. Yes. All right. Montgomery County can come into the city. All right. You start at Broad and Sheltonham and you go all the way to the Naval Yard. Yeah. I mean, look, do you think as a Temple alum, Someone exactly. who spent that kind of time yes. on North Broad that I'm going to deny that. Of exactly. Course. Let's change this thing up and let's get more inclusive and let's bring everybody in on this because this is going to be the biggest parade in the history of sports. That might be the only way the whole city, the whole area can see the parade. Cause, look, exactly. Because exactly. there ain't going to be but so many people coming to North Philly anyway. You know, I mean, I mean, after Temple, you, <laughs> right. know, you, you pass Diamond Street, you know, you. you, you <laughs> 
that things are going to change, you know. <laughs> All right. So I mean, that's where I'm going. You know, I mean, put me. You know, I'll be yeah. up there. I'll be on the corner of Broad and Dolphin right there because I figure, you know, I'll be on Broad and Lombard. Exactly. I'll be. I'll be up there. Broad. And Dol- give me a. Give me a nice fake T-shirt from Brother Khalif, and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I'll be ready to go. But nonetheless, I need the full length. I don't know who I need to speak to. Rob, you you more connected to me. Get Mayor Kenny on the phone. I will talk to him. I'm Thank, on it, man. See, I love it. I yeah, love the idea. I'm exactly. I, I will need, talk to all my people at Temple, and I'll talk to the mayor. We'll get this thing done. Exactly. See, I told you. So fine. Are you hearing that? Look, man, I yes, told I'm you. I'm, I'm not going to steer you wrong. I'm going to steer you strong, all right? <laughs> all right? I got you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rob Ellis from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Rob, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate this. <laughs> Guys, it's been fun, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to being on again with you. Man. All right, real, uh, real quick before I let you go, can we get a prediction for Sunday? You got it. Yeah, the prediction is, and this one, this is going to be key. Eagles win this thing by four. It's 21-17. Eagles win this. Oh, 21. Darn it, where's my pen? All right, here it is. I got it. All right, that's 21-17 for Rob Ellis. Once again, that is Rob Ellis from NBC Sports Philadelphia. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, Javon? Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, it'll be a tradition like no other. Mm-hmm. It's a Super Bowl edition of the Sit Your Ass Down Award. You ready for that? I'm ready for it. All right. Once again, my name is John. This is Jovan. Hit us up anytime. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at B-I-T-W Sports. That is at B-I-T-W Sports. We're going to take a quick break on the best in the world sports report. You're listening to the Best in the World Sports Report. Listen to this show in its entirety every Saturday at 8 a.m. on the Philly Go Flow at phillygoflow.com.